0: With this tool, you're then able to see, because I'm, you know, I'm an intuitive business strategist, I'll talk from business, you're able to see how best to communicate with your audience, mm. how best to show up in relationships, not for you to be as robot, but how you feel mm-hmm. less resistant, how you feel more at ease. Mm-hmm. And when you begin to live it and trust you, it's amazing.
1: Welcome to the Unconditionally Worthy Podcast. In this podcast, I will guide you on your journey to connect with the true source of your self-worth. Each week, we'll discuss barriers to unconditional self-worth, the connection between self-worth and relationships, self-worth practices you can apply to your life, and how to use self-worth as a foundation for living courageously. I'm your host, Dr. Adia Gooden a licensed clinical psychologist, dance enthusiast, and a dark chocolate lover who believes deeply that you are worthy unconditionally
2: hello and welcome to another episode of the unconditionally worthy podcast I am getting ready gearing up um, both in terms of choosing my outfits and preparing emotionally to leave my daughter to go to Puerto Rico next week I'm attending a conference a business a summit for entrepreneurs that centers bipoc and women entrepreneurs and so I'm super super excited to get out of cold gray Chicago and it's uh, If you know me, you know that I'm a Southern California girl and I love the sunshine. And so I'm ready to leave this for a little bit and get into the 80 degree, 80 plus degree weather, the beaches, all of that in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And I'm also having some feelings because I'm leaving Amani and yeah, I'm going to be gone for four days. And so that's the longest period of time that I left her. I've had some quick kind of speaking gigs, trips in and out um, that I did in the fall and those were challenging, but this is the longest period of time. So my my heart is sort of like, oh, I hope she's okay. I know she'll be fine physically, right? Jason will be here. The nanny will be here. But... I'm going to be gone and she's not verbal yet. And I want to know, I want her to know that, uh, I'm going to be back and we can't really FaceTime because she gets upset <laughs> when she sees me, but I can't like pick her up and hold her. So
1: that's not an option.
2: So anyway, I am, um, going to be offering a lot of grace and compassion for myself so that I can be present and really enjoy the conference and enjoy Puerto Rico and a lot of grace and compassion for Amani for however she's feeling. And for Jason, as he holds down the fort, um, while I'm away. So that's kind of what's going on in my life. I'm recording this in uh, mid... January, even though you're going to be listening to it probably in April or or May, but that's when we're recording. So I'm super excited about the guest today. She is Dr. Naima Jackson. She's a certified human design coach, um, reader, and we get into how human design can help inform your life, how it can help you claim your worth. And she even breaks down some of my chart for me. So I think it's a really fun episode. If you've ever heard about human design, this is going to give you some really great insights. We also tell you how to look up your chart. If you haven't heard of human design, keep listening because this is a way to really kind of think about and own who you are in the world and design your life around that instead of trying to fit yourself into a box or into a system that doesn't work for you. So it's a really great episode and I know you're going to get so much out of it. Let's dive in. I am so excited to welcome our guest onto the podcast today. I have Dr. Naima Jackson with me. She is a 5'2 splenic projector. You're going to learn what that means as we go into the podcast, a mom, a speaker and an intuitive business strategist and human design expert for women online business service providers. Dr. Naima has a PhD in nursing and did this work for 20 years. After climbing the corporate and academic ladder, she realized that she was not willing to work 40 plus hours a week for the rest of her life to prove herself to other unhappy people, all while earning less as a woman of color. So in December of 2019, she started her coding business and it took six figures in in the first year, but she was doing the copy and paste strategies and treating herself as an employee working 50 plus hours a week. She was quickly approaching burnout. So she learned human design, learned that she's a projector and created a six figure business working 12 hours a week. As a certified human design reader and intuitive business strategist, Dr. Naima helps online service providers who've created jobs for themselves and who are experiencing burnout use their human design to build wildly profitable businesses. And Dr. Naima is calling in, joining me on the podcast today from Playa del Carmen, Mexico. So I can already tell that she walks the talk and she practices what she preaches. And I am so excited to welcome you onto the show today.
0: Dr. Adia, I'm so excited to be here. You have no idea. You know, um, offline I was telling her I was listening to her podcast, and I feel home. I feel like I'm home already. Yes. So yes. let's get this going. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I
2: want to start with my sort of question that I ask everyone. I, I like to do deep dives. We go right into the deep end, <laughs> which is by asking you to share about your own self worth
0: journey. Oh, you know, I I'm a black woman in America. Mm. So every time you turn around, I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not feminine enough, I'm mm. not enough. Mm. That's some. Those are the messages that I received on top of growing up as a very impoverished was very, very poor mm. child. So I had a lot of, you're not worthy because you're a Black woman. You're not worthy because you're not feminine enough. You're not worthy because you're not submissive enough. You're not worthy because you're broke. Mm. <laughs> mm. All those things came up for me. And... Um, I really didn't start my own self worth journey until probably my early 30s Mm -hmm. because I thought that everything was okay. Mm. You know, I climbed the corporate ladder, the academic ladder, like, you know, I I did all that, climbed the corporate ladder, had a six figure salary. And then I got up there and I was like, is this it? Mm. So I tied my worth to this ladder. Yep. Now I'm here. I still don't feel worthy. Mm. I still, I feel empty. Something is wrong. And I I stumbled upon human design. Mm. And I, you know, I read it a little bit. It validated me, Mm. but I still threw it away because I was still stuck in Christianity. No offense to anyone who's a Christian, but this is my story. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was stuck in Christianity. I was stuck in a book being the thing that I'm supposed to do, be safe. And I saw, I threw away the projector thing. I was like, no, that's not of God. And then my, my intuition kept pulling me back to it, but it took me about two or three years. I was already in my business for a year before I really got into it again. And I realized that I tied my profession, the amount of hours I worked, and how much I gave of myself to people mm. in my mm-hmm. Yeah. And as a projector, I don't have the energy for that shit, which is why I was always irritable, yelling at my children, not wanting to be around anybody because I was overgiven when I didn't have the energy mm. to do that. So once I really kind of learned more about my human design, and also astrology, I also do some astrology as well. My human design and my astrology and who I'm supposed to be, oh, I know I'm the shit now. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm it. exactly who I'm supposed to be. Yes. Yes. This is why these tools are important for me and, and the clients who work with me. Hmm. Thank you
2: for sharing that. I mean, I certainly resonate with your story. I sort of also have gone that road of getting the doctorate, climbing the ladder, doing all the things, getting to the top and being like, this is where I was climbing and overworking to try to get to this whole time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this ain't it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, and I know that so many of the listeners are also going to resonate with kind of that sort of like pursuit and that, you know, achievement and all of those things. And I also like that you sort of talked about having these sort of pulls on your intuition and not listening, right? Because something that you believed in outside of yourself, you decided you were going to trust that more than you were going to trust your intuition at first. And eventually, you got to a point i know in your you know bio you i read like you were on the brink of burnout right like eventually it was sort yes. of like you know i gotta listen to this and then i also love this part of your story which is when you listen and trust your intuition and when you connect it to the truth of who you are then everything opens up right then yes. then the true success emerges easily with ease yes. with peace with, with joy
0: peace. i always tell people to this day my highest growth in month in my business was when I took, I was like, you know, I'm going to take this month off. I'm going to do, I'm going to dabble and dabble because it's, I still had clients just, mm-hmm. just to, to, you know, care for. I posted on social media, like maybe like four times that whole month. That was my highest growth. Mm-hmm. I was in a, I was in a park grounding myself, you know, put my feet in the grass, you know, reading my favorite book. And I was like, I just am not chasing anything anymore. And that was before I knew I was a projector. Mm-hmm. Like I knew I was a projector. I really like imbi- embodied mm-hmm. it. And when I finally started to, like, learn more about human design, it was like, yeah, as a projector, you have to wait for the invitation. You put yourself out there and mm. go to the park. Go do whatever you like to do. You mm. put you, you you expose yourself. right? Put yourself on a social media platform and then mo- go about your business.
2: Mm-hmm. The right
0: people will see it mm. and invite you in. Mm. When you start to learn, you don't got to chase things.
2: Yep, yep.
0: It's 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 an it's another level. And that's what human design does for you. It teaches you how to be you, how to live authentically you mm. without chasing, hustling, comparing yourself, and without the copy and paste strategies a lot of coaches give you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm I, my first year as a coach. I was given copy and paste strategies. That's all I knew. <laughs>
2: well, and I, I'm going to ask you in just one second to kind of like break down and explain human science. I'm guessing a lot of the people listening don't know don't know what it is yet. So I'm going to ask you that for a second. But I just also want to note that what often coaches do. Teachers do kind of everybody does is they figure out this is what worked for me. So I'm going to tell you, do this exact same thing for you. I'm going to give you this sort of certainty that's a little bit of a false certainty and tell you, do the exact thing. And I love that you're using human design because you're not going to tell everybody to do the same thing, right? Like I imagine that. So we're going to talk through a little bit of my chart. I'm imagining how you would encourage me to think about how I engage in work is going to be very different from how you would engage in work yes. right because I'm not a projector. Yes. Um and so I love yes. that. I love the personalization because I think so often people struggle Like one of the things that contributes to people struggling to feel worthy is people trying to do the thing that society, that parents, that community, that jobs, schools tell them they have to do to be successful and they don't fit within that model. And they think something is wrong with me versus there's something wrong with a society and a system that says everybody should be the same in order to be successful.
0: Yep. And that's the problem. That's the problem. And I fell into that. Doing all the things, hustling, hustling. Sending random DMs to strangers—all the things that my coaches told me to do—that was never meant to work for me, based off of my human design type. Never mm. meant to. And I, I have a lot of clients. I have one client who was extremely successful. She already had a seven-figure business, but she realized that man, because eighty-five percent of my clients are manifest generators. I don't know why. Just me. <laughs> yeah, all manifest. And, and you know what? The funny thing is, let me just segue a little bit. Not only are most of my clients manifest generators. My my romantic partner. That's so interesting. Mom, I'm like. What I guess the hell we, are we need a projector
2: it? in our lives.
0: <laughs> <We>
2: need some <laughs> yeah, balance. Need to
0: manifest in <laughs> but um, she came to me and I remember her saying, "You know, I took this business to seven figures, but I don't want to do it anymore." And and now everybody's thinking I'm crazy. Mm. And when I literally said to her, "You're a manifesting generator. If you don't want to do it anymore, don't." You're, that's literally how you're designed. You do it until it lights you up, and then. Once it no longer lights you up, skedaddle. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying just leave it and don't, you know, do the proper thing. Right. But you know what I'm saying? So, um, and, and we'll talk more about manifesting generators when we look at your chart. Cause some of the things I told her, I'm going to tell you.
2: Okay. Awesome. Okay. So let's break down, help, help people understand sort of high level. What is human design? How can they start to think about kind of applying it to, to their lives?
0: So human design, um, is a combination of cert- uh, quite a few things, um, on physics, astrology, I Ching, and the list goes on. So it's literally a playbook mm. for how you as the individual can show up in your life with less resistance, mm. less control of the outcome, and just trusting you as you do life. Mm. I don't care if it's business, personal life, raising your children, etc. Mm-hmm. And with this tool, you're then able to see because I'm, you know, I'm an intuitive business strategist. I'll talk from business. You're able to see how best to communicate with your audience, Mm. how best to show up in relationships, not for you to be as robot, but how you feel Mm -hmm. less resistant, how you feel more at ease. Mm -hmm. And when you begin to live it and trust you, it's amazing. So I always like to give this, this example of the human design types c five. There's the projector, the manifestor, manifesting generator, generator, and reflector. So I like to use the example of a play. Mm. So the manifestor, which makes up about eight to ten percent of the population, they're the brainchild. They're going to come up with the play. Mm. like they are, and and they don't need to wait for anything. They they can just inform the right people. And do what they need to do to get this play on. Mm. That's your master. Men- okay. okay. The second one is going to be your projector. Me. We make up about 20% of the population. And our, and, and the play, we're the director. Mm. So we are the guy. We're here to guide you because we see things that the others just don't mm. see. But we, our strategy is to make sure that we wait for the invitation. So, yeah, we've been invited to direct. Mm. But don't, if we're, if we're invited to direct, make sure that we're directing according to what we're required to do and not being pushy, Mm -hmm. not being know it Mm all. Okay. Then you have your generator type. The generator makes up about 33% of the population, maybe 37% of the population. And they are your crew people. Mm -hmm. They are the worker bees. They're getting shit done. Mm -hmm. Okay. Their job is to respond to things that light them up. Mm. So as they're putting this, uh, everything together, they may have ideas because they're responding to, oh, and their ideas are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, Because they're responding to what lights them up. Hence, if they do a business that doesn't light them up, it's not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Okay. The fourth one is your manifesting generator. So they're similar to generators, but what makes them different is not only are they the recruit people, they're the actors, and they probably also write the play. <laughs> they are multi passionate. They have the most energy. They're the most efficient. Mm. Efficiency, I would oh, say,
2: because- is like my middle
0: name. <laughs> yes, they're the most efficient of the human design type, and they're a combination of the manifestor and generator. So, depending if you you would really need to get a human design reading to know if you're more generator or more. Oh, manifestor. interesting. Because if you're more, yes. Yeah, you're more manifestor. You can do a. You can initiate more like the manifestor mm-hmm. can. But if you're more generated, you still have some of those manifestor qualities, but you still need to wait to the mm, Interesting. Interesting. Um, and lastly, is our reflectors. Our reflectors would be the audience. Mm. They're watching. They're sitting back. They may need to see the play two or three times mm. for, for complete clarity. In theory, they need not theory. In reality, they need to wait about twenty eight days, a lunar cycle, to make major decisions huh. in their business and their lives, etc. But for the sake of this analogy, they'll watch the play a few times, and the feedback you will get from Reflector, with, and they only make up 1% of the population, is much more detailed, yeah. much more useful than any of the other types. Mm. So do you see that if we're trying to do business the same, how that just mm-hmm. out? <laughs> Or even life.
2: You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think just for those listening and we'll tell you, I don't know if maybe we'll tell you now and at the end, like how you can actually look up your human design chart so you can figure out at least which four, which of these five types you are. But I think whether you are a business owner, and I would say probably most of my audience is, isn't entrepreneurs, but I also think it affects like what do you, what kind of roles do you choose in life? Right? Like, because often as we sort of talked about, like us high achievers get on this like just higher, 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 higher achievement track and you know maybe for somebody who's a projector and a visionary like yeah you need to get to that sort of like top visionary level but the problem with our society is that it forces you to go through all these other levels which may be like really wrong for you in order to get there. And then there may be other people who are, you know, maybe they're, they're generators who it's like, they're, you know, you're expected to keep moving up, but to get to these higher levels. And it's like, well, what am I supposed to respond to? (laughs) Like, this is You know what I mean? And so even as it helps you to think intentionally and not just follow the ladder, as you said, not just sort of keep up going up on the rungs, but to intentionally design your career and your life to be aligned with who you are and who you want to be in the world. Yep. Yeah. So I feel like you've, you've already shared, you know, like how this has shaped you and shifted you. So tell talk a little bit more about how, like, learning that you're a projector has sort of shaped the way that you
0: create and design your own life. Yeah. So um, I, as a projector, I, I've created my life with the rest in mind. Mm. Um, and human design, there's something called, there, there are um, something called a sacral. You have four motors, four motors in human design, but the, the motor, the thing that gives you the most energy is the sacral center. Mm. There are nine centers in human design. If you are a non-energy type, like a projector, a manifestor, or a reflector, you do not have that sacral energy to keep working all day. So here's what I tell my clients. As a projector or a non-energy type, you have a good two to four hours Mm. of being in somebody else's aura, doing the work that it is you do. You can be in other people's aura, to Mm -hmm. but but to do the work you do, you have about two to four hours a day. Mm. That is it. So me knowing that, I said, okay, I only have two to four hours a day to coach, be online, um, Mm -hmm. doing the things I do for business, speaking. Are there times that, that's not going to be allowed. Yes, because I, I do workshops and so some of my workshops are eight hours long, right? We, we get that. So I said, okay, I can only work maximum of 20 hours a week, mm. five times four, mm-hmm. right? I can only work about 20 hours a week. So what am I doing in my business? What am I doing in my life that no longer serves me, but I was doing it because I felt I, I had like some guilt or some emotion mm-hmm. around that. See, a lot of us, have, um, we make emotional decisions because we have open emotional centers mm. and we think that that means we have a big heart. Mm. Really, it's, it's not about you having a big heart. It's about you not feeling your feelings. Mm-hmm. So when I learned that, I said, okay, who is around? What is around? What am I doing that no longer serves me? I let go of a few clients. Mm. Mm-hmm. People that I, I were just not aligned with me anymore, giving back their money. Like, so thank you for trusting me, but this is not a working relationship. I got a divorce and started dating a woman girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I um, made sure that my VA, I was using her more effectively because like many women of color, I was scared to delegate. Even though I had mm-hmm. her, I was like, oh, but I'm still going to do this. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. she can do that. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you I do not work one than two or four hours a day, I do not. I don't care what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless it's, a, a again, a workshop or if I'm doing a retreat, something like that where it's Momentary mm-hmm. and it's not an everyday thing, that's how I run my business. Mm. And I'm really big on creating content one time a month. Mm. I create all my content and I post it on four different social media platforms. The same exact thing, you know. People are like, Well, you gotta do different, th-. nope, all oh, the content the same creation, <laughs> exact video mm-hmm. you see on TikTok, you want to see on Instagram, you want to see on Pinterest. And you're gonna see it on Facebook. And if I feel like it, you're gonna see it on um LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> like that is it, and that's how I live my yeah. life. What comes
2: up to me as you share that is how like a deep trust in, you know, you could say the universe, a deep trust in yourself and your worthiness, like how that is, I think, required and part of, or sort of embodied in the way you live, right? Because it is so free of hustle. It is so free yeah. of, maybe how do you just think people will like me and I'll get enough likes, right? Yeah, like yep. it's so free of that. And I think that, you know, people struggle with self-worth and, and trying to prove their worthiness through the production, through the output, yep. through the external, just- yep really creates this environment, right? Look, first of all, we have the external external environment because we live in a capitalist society that is productivity, product, you know, output oriented. And then we have our internal environments where we say, okay, if I just do all the right things and say all the right things and be in all the places, then maybe I will make the money, get the approval, get the acceptance, et cetera. And when you shift away from that, you can see the difference, right? Like I and I imagine <laughs> yes. and I and I use this word trust also because I think there are probably a lot of people listening who like the idea of that would probably give them anxiety. Right? Like mm. how are you gonna get it all
0: done? How dare I trust myself? <laughs> how dare I trust myself? How dare I not trust that religious book that people told me mm. I have to trust? How dare I not trust the people who've made it but who are miserable but how do I not trust them? Like that's that's hard because I was there. I was there. But the one thing that humans I will tell you is that, and we remember we talk about there was there are nine centers that kind of tell you your your personality. Mm. Most people have an open will center, hmm. and with an open will center, you do try to prove yourself through your work, mm. and that can look like hustling in business. That can look like you have a partner who is a shitty ass partner, but you you know that, but you keep trying to work uh-huh. for them. Oh, Always going to get better, it, it right. So I don't have my 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 will center is defined. So it wasn't as hard Uh for me. Get out of that. Make the it it was still difficult. I'm not. I was still. I was still conditioned. But it was like, oh. Mm -hmm. And then I felt the freedom. I started trusting Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful thing. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's what self worth is. It's about finding your worth within yourself. It's not for other people to tell you how good you are. It's not for other people to tell you, oh, you're radiant now. Even if no one ever tells me I'm radiant, I'm beautiful, I'm doing it, all the things that we want to hear, Mm -hmm. I, I now feel like I'm worthy because I know who I'm supposed to be. Real
2: Talk. The relationship that you probably neglect the most is actually the most important relationship in your life. I'm talking about your relationship with yourself. Your relationship with yourself is the foundation of your life. When your relationship with yourself is riddled with self-criticism, you play small, you settle for toxic relationships, and you'll struggle to take care of yourself. In contrast, when you build a healthy relationship with yourself, you will go to bed at night feeling good about yourself and what you've accomplished for the day. You'll feel in the morning and ready to confidently pursue your goals knowing you got this. You'll tell yourself it's not the end of the world when you make a mistake instead of obsessing about it for days on end and you'll know exactly how to take care of yourself so that it feels good on the inside and out. This is exactly the reality that my course, Date Yourself, Four Weeks to a Healthy Relationship with You, helps you to create. This course guides you step-by-step step to get rid of self-criticism, practice self-compassion, and take good care of yourself so you can finally get the love and respect you deserve. To learn more and enroll now, go to www.unconditionallyworthy.com forward slash Date Yourself. All right. So I would love, so I sent Dr. Naima my kind of birth information. Um, So basically, and she'll explain this further, but what you need to look up your human design information is your birth date, your birth time, your birth location. Is there any other information? So it's really simple. Yep. Um, Yep. So Can we kind of dive into my chart a little bit? And I mean, I know we can't do a full you know, reading, but can you share some high level kind of things and insights and things that um, you think I should be thinking about in terms of how I am designing and thinking about my life and running my business and
0: those sorts of things? Absolutely. So um, looking at your chart, I'm actually looking at it now. You are a manifesting Mm -hmm. general. And we already said that, which means that you have lots And lots of ideas. Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I want to tell you this. It's so important for you to only execute the ideas that light you up. Mm -hmm. Because what I see, when I tell you, most of my clients are manifesting generators. I I see one or two things. They keep starting and stopping or they stay in something long-term thinking that something is wrong with them because they're no longer enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um there's a decision-making tool in human design called your authority. Okay. You have an emotional authority, which in another way of saying authority will be intuition, which means that you should not make decisions in the now. There's no truth for you in the now when it comes down to major decisions. Of course, if you want to eat, eating chicken or, or steak, you can you can make that decision now, right? But major decisions. You should not make it when you're on an emotional high or low. Hmm. So you kind of gotta just kind of, you know, ride your emotional wave. And when you're feeling kind of stillness, that's the best time to make major decisions. That includes who you know, you know, what you're bringing somebody on your podcast because you may see them and get so excited, like, oh, I want them. Write their name down, and wait for your emotional wave. It could be a day, mm. it could be two days. Okay, have you noticed that in your business at all? I don't know if I could say
2: I noticed it. I have read that before and I know that I am an energy person. And so it has helped me to sort of pause. Or if I feel like, I think because also, you know, left over from my people pleasing days, it's like, It feels it feels good to say yes in the moment. It feels good to, and so it's like, if I sort of feel like, oh, I should say yes, but I don't know, then I usually pause and wait. And I don't, I usually, you'll get a delayed response from me, not that delayed, but like, I'm not gonna shoot the email back immediately, usually, because I'm gonna think about it for a moment. So in that way, I feel like that's kind of how I try to practice that.
0: And that's good. And I always say, you know, what my emotional authority is, I say to you guys, your favorite question is going to be, when is the latest time I can get back to you? Mm. That gives you time mm-hmm. to, again, ride your emotional wave. It could be, it could be the next day. It can be, I need a weekend, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But there's no truth for you in the now with major Interesting. decisions. And major decisions, I define them as the use of your resources, time, money, and energy. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's how I define okay. it. Okay. I'm pretty sure you can find another variation also as a manifesting generator, because you're going to have all these amazing ideas, you should not have a niche per se. Gosh. You should have a lot of mini niches. <laughs> Can I tell you how much I have struggled? Because you've a niche down and I'm like, I can't. <laughs> no, no, no. I literally had a friend, she's a lawyer and she, I'm like, what kind of lawyer does she do? Do you do? She's like, I do family law. I do estate and I do like car accidents. I was like, <laughs> I said you're a manifestation. <laughs> she was like, "What?" I said, "Let me let me look up your birth information." She calls her mother, like, "What's going on?" Sure enough, she's manifesting generator, and she's been doing. She's like, "I love it. It's just different." Okay, that's what you. So you're supposed to be creating an audience online as you speak, wherever it is. Your audience is mm-hmm. your niche, not the actual thing you help mm-hmm. them with. So it can be. Look, I help entrepreneurs. Sometimes I may help entrepreneurs with podcasting. Sometimes mental health, mm-hmm. sometimes stuff, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So your audience should be fluent, you know, but your niche, you should have a mini yeah. niche. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when you're working with clients, I don't know what capacity you work with clients. I've seen what you do, but I don't, again, I don't know what mm-hmm. programs you have. I always tell my man, my jens you should try your best to keep your programs at 12 weeks or less mm-hmm. if possible. Mm-hmm. So that if it's like week seven, you're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not creating a bad name for yourself because you tied them into a year-long contract that you don't even want to do. Yeah, finish.
2: no, that doesn't sound good to me, year-long. And it's really interesting because this, I think, relates as well to what you are saying earlier. So I had a clinical practice and saw individual clients and people who have li- been listening to the podcast for all while know that I closed my clinical practice last spring. And I thought that I would do therapy forever because I was like, therapy is my jam. I love it. And then I started to feel like, ooh, I don't, don't, I'm not loving it anymore, you know? And so that's what prompted me to be like, and that was like around the time I was also learning about human design. So I was like, okay, I got to follow this. Like, this is not lighting me up anymore. And I think part of, like, I think part of it, it was just time for me to transition. And I also think the other thing was, I actually prefer doing shorter term therapy and all of my clients were long-term at that point, like all of them I had seen for at least a year. And I was just Dang. like, this, is, this isn't this is working for me, you know? And so I, I'm so glad that I trusted that because I think if I had just continued, it would have been like well, it generates some revenue and I feel bad for my clients to say I can't see them anymore and that, there was some guilt there, right? But ultimately I wasn't, I was going to do a disservice because I wasn't going to be able to be the kind of therapist, service provider that I wanted to be if I was feeling weighed down by the whole thing. Yep.
0: <laughs> that's, that's the big thing. Um, another thing is um, there's something called a personality profile and human design. And that's really another extension of your, of your personality, how you are meant to show up in this world. So if you look at your personality profile, there's two numbers. Yours is a five, one, I'm a five, two. So I know the first one very well where the five is considered a heretic. So we are, if we believe in something, we're going to say it. Yes. We're going to give that, like That's who we are. However, comma, well, we have to understand us those of us who have a five in our profile and when you look up your profile and I'll tell you how to at the end of this you'll see if you have a five if you have a five in your profile other people are projecting on you what they what what really they have Mm. so they may have amazing leadership qualities and don't see it themselves so they're projecting it on you Mm.
1: right
0: and you might say well that's not a bad thing it is because when you respond and it's not something that lights you up so you're not responding according to your authority Mm and you go to help this person, you go to give that advice, you are going to be burned at the stake. Mm. Mm. You understand mm. me? Mm. I'm looking at you because I'm looking at you. Mm. Mm-hmm. So keep your opinions, comments, resources, mm. help to yourself if your mm. emotional authority didn't tell mm. you mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. them. You understand yep. me? I ha- Yes. I
2: had an experience Mm -hmm. and this was, I think just before I transitioned out of my last job and I was doing some DEI consulting kind of cause I was interested, but kind of cause I was being asked to do it. Right. Like I don't think the emotional authority was right. And I was sort of consulting for this company and ended up being sort of scapegoated for their issues. So I made people unsafe and I was the problem and all this. And I'm just like, huh. I am not the problem with yeah. your system. Right. But it was just like, Period. and I was also like, you're underpaying me. I'm doing all this stuff, all these meetings. Uh, suddenly I'm the problem in your business. Cause I spoke for two hours. Right. And I, you know, yeah. Sort of burned at the stake. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, the,
0: yeah, could burn the state. and I was
2: like, okay, yeah, guess what I'm done with. I am done with DEI consulting. Like that was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, yeah, no more. We not, I'm not doing this.
0: Yeah. And, it's so important for us to remember our authority. Mm-hmm. Yours is emotional. I'm explaining which means I know in the moment. Mm. I can tell you right now, like if the moment you sent me a message, I felt, huh. I have turned down speaking engagement because I know in the huh. moment, my, my, I'm explaining of course. Interesting. Right? So with five, we got to be very, very mindful mm. of that. Stop helping everybody. Because then when you stop helping or if you don't, they don't get the results they want, they burn you at the stake. Like you're the problem. when. Mm-hmm. It's really not uh-huh. you. Okay. And then we then we think it's something wrong with uh-huh. us. Okay. The second part of your profile, you have a one in it. Ones are our investigators. You how old are you? Thirty seven. Okay, so you you may notice about yourself. Sometimes people don't know. Um, you like to know all the details. You're gonna research the hell out of something. Yes. Before you go out there and put yourself out there. That's a good mm-hmm. thing. You're a one, that's what you're supposed to do. That's exactly what you're supposed to Me, I'm not a one. So I'm not supposed to know what to people. Mm. I'm supposed to just get shit done. Mm, just do okay? it. Okay. Yes. And one thing I want to go back with the five. Not only is it a good idea for you only to have an eight to twelve week program because you are five, because you are a manifest generator, but also because you're a five. The longer they're in our presence, the more likely they are to burn us at the stake, even if we're doing an amazing job. huh, huh. I'll give you an example. I had. This is when I was doing, I was, my first year as a coach, I did um, weight loss coaching because I was a nurse. I was like, oh, health coaching, right? And this lady, she lost like 15 pounds the week, you know, the week before she sent me this horrible email. I have never lost this amount of weight and still have been able to eat my carbs. because that was my thing. I'm going to teach you how to lose weight and carbs. She sends me this message like, I am so dissatisfied with this program. And I was like, I I sent her the screenshot from the week before. I said, what happened in a week? What Mm -hmm. did I do? What did my team do? Did we? She, there was nothing she could pin huh. Interesting. And I remember going to a friend of mine who was a human design expert. But I, at first, I wasn't telling her about human design. She was like, I think you may have a five in your profile. Mm. I was like, I didn't know about personality profile. I just knew I was a projector. I was like, I don't know what that is. And she was like, can I look it up? Sure enough, I had a five. She's like, it's probably be best for you to work with people for like less than six months or less. Interesting. Really. Very interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah. And you know what's so funny? Because... I think especially in this online business world everybody's like community like memberships memberships like keep people forever and I have sort of toyed with the idea but I it's like a membership sounds awful to me because I'm like I don't want to be on yeah. all the time but then this is adding like another layer of probably why it doesn't sound right cuz it's like it's this long extended ongoing open-ended never-ending interesting
0: very that doesn't mean that you don't keep a list of your former clients mm-hmm. and then reach back out no that you can work, you know, you know, work with people, but with five, you have to be real careful. Interesting. And we're not the only ones. People with two two choosing their profile, same thing. You know, it's it's just it's this is why getting these in depth readings mm-hmm. and if you're gonna invest in a business coach, they have modalities that are not just, Oh, this is gonna work for you mm-hmm. because it work for these three people and also it worked for me. No. Here's how I'm gonna help you as an individual. mm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah um let me just see anything else um you have what's called um marketplace environments okay markets environments so you and i have to say i have the same We have some we have a lot quite a few similarities in our chart um what that means is that we need to be in the thick of things we're not people that's meant to and i didn't look at your full chart to know if you're um an observer or an observed so that's it's hard, i'm telling you it's crazy <laughs> but anyway marketplace in general. You have to be in the thick of things. So working in coffee shops, huh. working, um, if, you're, if you're like, you know, you have to create content or maybe you have to create the next speech. You're like, oh, I just don't feel inspired walking through a busy market mm. and just being there for an hour or two and just absorbing that, interesting, It's actually good for, for us. So when I, there was a time when I first moved to Seattle, I was really having a hard time um, creating content. And I was walking through Pike Market, which is a big, mm-hmm, busy marketplace mm-hmm. in Seattle. And I felt like, ooh. And I went and I wrote a blog post and I put a video out. And then you sent me a DM. Huh. And one sent me an email about speaking in front of 60,000 women. Oh, wow. Like literally within a few wow. days. Wow. Interesting. I did nothing. I didn't reach out to any of you. I didn't. It's so interesting. It's
2: very interesting also because like, so I work from home and I tend mm-hmm. de- definitely don't have a tendency to like go out to coffee shops. But recently I have been feeling like I, I'm not like the ideas are not coming to me. Like I'm like, feel a little bit stuck creatively in terms of like that. And then I think if I sort of juxtapose that with, I like, haven't really gone, (laughs) I haven't really gone anywhere for like a month and a half. You know what I mean? Like I haven't really. I haven't traveled. We've been at home. I have an eight month old, right? Like we're just, I've just been at home, you know, and she's adorable, but I do think it's, <laughs> I don't think it's generative for me in terms of creativity. I think you're,
0: it's not I think fun. you're,
2: it's not fun. yeah, that's a really, I mean, that's so helpful because uh, yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't
0: know what to say to these people. And you got to travel. Travel is also good for market.
2: Good. Cause I'm going to Puerto Rico next week.
0: <laughs> so I'm yes, very much looking forward girl. to that. Enjoy. Enjoy. I love Puerto Rico. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So that's kind of those are the, the major things that is quite, I, I mean, I can go I agree, I'm I sure. Your chart, yeah.
2: Well, I, that's like that so helpful. I really, one of the things that I think is so cool about human design is sort of feeling seen in a different way. Like there was something I read on my chart that was like, you really need light, like you need natural light, you need like to be in front of windows. And something about our current condo is that it does not have great natural light. And since we moved here, and I didn't really realize I needed it so much until we moved here. And I've like, complained. I've been like, oh, like the light in here, it's just not great. It's not great. It's not great. It's not great. My husband's like, whatever, like, who cares? Like, whatever. And then I like read in human design, it was like, you need light. I was like,
1: yes! This is me, like it's yeah. I was about to say that
0: <laughs> you are direct light determination, which is you, you, you do better when it's light outside, when it's, when you have that natural light, that also includes when you're eating, you do need to do most of your eating mm. when the sun is up. Mm. That's how you digest better. That's also how you digest information better. So when you are doing things for your clients, try your best to do it when it's sunlight out. mm you probably wouldn't be the person that I would say go do a master class at eight pm unless you're in a place where eight pm is no, still light. I, absolutely not, <laughs> client. When like I used to see individual light.
2: clients and they'd want a seven pm, I'm like, I don't think you really want to see me at seven <laughs> because the brain <laughs> is shutting down. Like we, <laughs>
0: it's, it's gonna be no good. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, it's very true. this this is it's so limiting. Mm. So now, like with your husband it's it's not like a conversation of that you know, hey, this is just what it is it's, this is important mm-hmm. for me as a du- as direct lights being something that I need, it actually helps mm-hmm. me think. it helps me be present, all the things because I am um you know i'm I'm consecutive appetite, so with my girlfriend, I have to say, because she's a man, so she's all over the place. I'm like mm-mm. You got to tell me one thing at a time, because I can only digest. That's one, hard. That's hard. A, uh, yes. But I have mm-hmm. to remind her. And she's like, okay. Mm-hmm. So she's like, she understands human design too. She's like, okay. So here's yeah. the one thing. I'm like, okay. So if you got that one thing, yeah. <laughs> now let's move to
2: that.
0: <laughs> In my mind, I'm like,
2: okay, pin in this, pin in this, pin in this. Like
0: that's how, that's how I'm like, wait, this is two questions. Wait. Okay. One. <laughs> yes. Are oh, you guys start your sentence in the middle of your thoughts? So I'm like, I don't And I was saying to her, I don't know what the, the first part of your thoughts. I, I didn't get access to, to it. So you you got to tell, tell me that part first. And she's like, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh.
2: So good. Well, I mean, I feel like we were sort of talking throughout about how sort of people understanding their human design can help them claim their self-worth. And I think it really just challenges mm. internal narratives that something is wrong with you, right? Like, I just think so many of us, especially those of us who are bi- BIPOC, who, if you have a disability, if yes. you're LGBTQ, like, if you are sort of outside of the quote unquote, I don't even really want to use norm, but like, if you are out, if you are not sort of in the mainstream, sort of idealized way of being, living, looking, etc. cetera, you often come up with an internalized sense of there is something wrong with me. I don't think the right way. I don't work the right way. I don't talk the right way. I don't interact. Right. And so I think human design allows us to see ourselves without judgment, like free from this. I should be this way, but in this, this is the way I am. And so then how do I design my life and think about just creating situations so that I can show up as my best self. And then as you've described, Dr. Naima, see how life unfolds, right? Like see how the abundance flows in, see how the opportunities flow, see how that allows you to create an impact right in this beautiful way, because you're no longer trying to twist yourself into a pretzel and fit yourself into a box
0: that does not suit you. Period. And you know, and even to think about self worth, a lot of thing the thing that comes to me is like abundance and money, even human design. And I, I'm not going to go to it here, but human design can even tell you some of the shadows and blocks you mm. have around money, based off of your centers. Like what you have heard in this interview is not even a tip of the motherfucking iceberg. <laughs> it's just like it's mm. just uh, extremely high mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. So if you know that you want to know who you are. If you want to know what's best for you, how you best make mm. decisions, how you can un- unblock those money blocks and bring in that, that abundance, how you can move through this life with less resistance, get into human, adi- in human design. You know, I'm sold.
2: <laughs> so, So tell people where how they how they look tell people again how they can look up their chart and like where where do they even go like what website do you use
0: I use bodygraphchart.com okay. bodygraphchart.com and when you go there you'll literally see in their menu Okay and then I will we'll link that in the show notes
2: and then how because you know you're incredibly dynamic and sharing so much wisdom I know that people are going to want to connect with you further so how do people Connect with
0: you? Well, two ways. You can either go on Instagram at Dr. Naima, D R N A I E E M A, and they'll link that here. And I'm gifting your audience with my um, alignment in hmm. business mini course. And the re- reality is, even if you're not a business owner, you can still um, get in there because what it's going to show you is based off of your human design type. How you know you're in alignment, whether you're in business mm. or not, and how you know you're not in alignment and what to do. I love that. Because if we are on self-worth journeys, that's the beginning. We didn't even get to talk about mm-hmm. that. That's so I'm telling you, human design is so vast and it's not something that keeps you in a bubble. It actually allows you to grow into who you are. love meant.
2: that. That's so exciting. Okay. I'm excited. I'm going to take the course too. Um, so we're going to link all of that in the show notes. We will link, um, did you say your Instagram or your website? I couldn't.
0: You you can Instagram and then, um, I sent my link for the actual. So we'll link Dr.
2: Naima's Instagram. If you want to follow her, get that content she creates once a month
0: (laughs) and, um, I know, I know
2: (laughs) that's the magic. Um, and then get the, the free the free course. That's very exciting. I am so grateful to you for coming on the show, for being a joy to talk with, for sharing your insights on my human design chart. It's been really um, helpful to me, insightful for me. And so I'm really grateful for you, Dr. Naima.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your platform. I know that those decisions are not, not made lightly. I appreciate you. Um, I don't believe anything happens haphazardly. Mm. There was a reason in your search that you and I connected and mm. I appreciate you.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for joining me this week on the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. Make sure to visit my website, dradiagoodin.com and subscribe to the show on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. You can also follow me on social media at DrAdiaGooden. If you love the show, please leave a review on iTunes so we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Lastly, if you found this episode helpful and know someone who might benefit from hearing it, please share it. Thanks for listening and see you next episode. This episode was produced by Chris and Tiana and the music is by Wattaboy.